creates his own offensive chance with that motor. Krejci to Coyle! And the Leafs are moved again! Greetings, welcome to Nesson Brewers Podcast. I'm Nesson.com's Mike Cole, joined once again and as always by Logan Mullen, also, also of Nesson.com fame. Logan, how are you? I'm good, Mike. Good morning. This might actually be the earliest podcast we've ever recorded. Have we done I, 9.15 before? It's actually 9.14. I like it. I, I am a morning morning person. so I, As am I. I love it. Uh, I'm ready to go. Uh, I, I feel like I kind of – I lose it as the day goes on. Uh, yeah. It's, it's, it's tough. Um, so I'm kind of the opposite of the Boston Bruins in the 2020 Stanley Cup playoffs. Good point. Uh, where the Bruins are uh, late risers by the looks of it. Uh, and they have not looked good through two games in this uh, qualifying round robin series. Uh, they've dropped both games, both of both of the matinee games. Maybe that's something we can get into at some point. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the Bruins have played Philadelphia on Sunday. They played Tampa Bay yesterday, which is Wednesday. We are recording on Thursday. Uh, and then this weekend they will play Washington to round out the round robin. Uh, so far, not so good. Uh, two losses of varying degrees. I think Sunday was – all things considered, one of the worst games I think I've seen them play all year. Yeah, probably. Uh, I, I Bruce Cassidy would disagree with me. Like, and Cassidy's been pretty easy on his team so far. After he has, yeah. Um, but I just thought it was kind of – they looked like a team that hadn't played in months. Uh, they looked like a team that knew that they were advancing to the next round. Uh, and, and it kind of showed. And Philly, I think, is probably going to be the more desperate team just by nature. Um, you know, a team that could have really improved their seating and looked like they might. Uh, so – I understand where that comes from. Uh, and then on Wednesday, uh, a, a terrible start, at least on the scoreboard. Again, Bruce Cassidy didn't really have a problem. Yeah, he, he said he was fine with the first period. That was very Which weird. nuts because they come out and they, you know, a penalty in the first minute. Uh, Tampa scores early. Tampa scores again. It takes a 2 nothing lead into the room. Um, you know, the Bruins make a game of it. It was actually a pretty good game. It was all said and done. But, uh, you know, a late goal by the Lightning gives them the win. Bruins can't even salvage a point for whatever that's worth. I'm still not entirely sure how this thing is playing out <laughs> and the, the machinations and the math that we need to do. But uh, as it stands right now, as we sit here on Thursday morning, uh, 9.15, 9.16, whatever time it is, uh, the Bruins look destined for the four seed. It's kind of hard to say right now because a lot is going to go into the uh, Washington-Philadelphia game on Thursday night uh, tonight. So we'll know a little bit more after that. But I don't know. Doesn't look good for the Bruins. What are your overall takeaways uh, through two games? What's your feeling read on this team? So it would, it's been tough to tell if they're rusty or bad. I think on or, what can we add a third option? Don't give a damn. Not in like a, they don't want to be there, but they aren't putting a ton of. You know, yeah. Which I never got the impression they were going to, take these games all that seriously okay. in the sense of them not going to ridiculous lengths to try and win these games. And I think that's been somewhat clear. It, it, it seems obvious that their intent is to just kind of feel things out, get their legs back under them, get their systems in place, so on and so forth. That said, I thought Sunday's game against the Flyers was just an appalling display they certainly, again, you know, they're not going to live and die with these results, but you have to look better than you looked against Philly. I think they did for about 45, 
50 minutes of the game against the Lightning, um, which leads me to believe that it might not be rust. It might just be an energy thing and a give a crap factor, which I don't know. It, maybe you can switch that on when the games quote unquote start to matter but you probably shouldn't walk under those ladders too much, right? Of just kind of cruising through the round robin games and then be like, okay, once we get into the, you know, the actual postseason, then we'll turn things on. I don't know if they can operate that way uh, because what happens if you run into Carolina? What ha happens if you run into Pittsburgh or, you know, it's probably a little bit different for the Islanders, but my overall takeaway is, they look like a team who in the middle six has absolutely zero direction. And they look like a team that's trying to figure things out, which for being the best team in the NHL in the regular season, you probably should not have to do. I think their efforts more so have been bad than the product of rust. Um, and that's after, you know, I think they were outright bad against the flyers. I don't think it was rusty them being rusty. I think they were outright bad. And I think they were bad for about 15 minutes against the lightning. 15 minutes is probably being kind too, because, you know, they got back into it and they made a game of it, but they, you know, I don't know if they got tired or what, but they got pretty slow. Like that goal, the final. Yeah. The Tyler whatever, Johnson goal probably shouldn't have happened. Well, it's a matter of time. Like with what they, you know, they started to get a little leaky again late in that third period. And, you know, you're playing a good team. That's going to happen, I, I suppose. But um, yeah, it's hard to, to kind of figure out, I'm I'm unsure of what I'm looking at. If if that makes any sense, you well, know, and, like, and we'll we'll never know, right? Because right. they won't admit if they're just kind of on cruise control for these games. I, and I, if they're on cruise control, they're one of what two or three teams in this, you know, in Toronto or Edmonton who are on cruise control because it feels like their effort level or their give a damn or whatever you want to call it is lower than just about everybody else. And I don't think that's like – I'm not saying that as to be like, these guys don't care. They're just ready to go home. Like, I don't think that's the case. Yeah. I just think maybe it's surprising them or what. Like, you know, Tampa looks good for having little yeah. to play for. You know, Philly looked good. Uh, it, you know, it, and you can really only compare them to, you know, the other round-robin teams in, in both conferences. You know, because like – and this is something, too, that – this this kind of falls into the, to what we're talking about. Like if they they kind of have to get their their stuff together because if they just sleepwalk completely into the the first round of the playoffs, they might get waxed by teams that are playing like high quality hockey. Like these have you know the actual uh, qualifying rounds have been. They, it looks like Stanley Cup playoff hockey. Yeah. So like if they got the Hurricanes right now, they'd probably get boat raced. I, my bold prediction, there's eight teams in the round robin combined. At half of them are going to get picked off in the first round. Probably, yeah. Because it's just – it's a completely – it's almost like I told you in a text yesterday. It's a different – it looks like a different sport in some of these. You know, <laughs> and, like, eventually – it's just – right from the opening faceoff, the play-in games have that energy. And the round robin games, most of them have gotten there. It just takes a while. So, I, you know, you're in trouble. Like, if you – you know, if you're – if you <laughs> – if you're not on time, as Bruce Cassidy likes to say, you're going to be down at least 1-0 in those series going in. So uh, that's something that – so, like, my point is, is if they're kind of taking it easy, like you said, they're they're playing a really dangerous game because, you know, 
they're kind of lagging behind everybody else if that's what they're doing. And, you know, I don't know which one's better. Like, is yeah. it just they're not playing well or they don't care or they're not caring? Yeah, as much I, I don't think – I don't think either is acceptable, right? And I also I think don't think like, either is necessarily true. I don't want to say that they're they're not yeah. caring. It's just like a – it feels like they're in a weird spot right now, like a funk of some sort. Well, you, you watch them play, and it's – for me, it's been like – you know that that team is so much better than right. they are. And you look at like specific pieces. Like I thought Marshawn looked horrible yesterday. It, Jake DeBrusque didn't even look like he was on the ice for yeah. a good chunk of it. Like I thought Richie was fine, but like even guys like Coyle, it's like, okay, he was fine for what he's supposed to do, but you just, you know that he's better than that. Um, the only line that's looked good so far is the fourth line. You know what? I, I have developing opinion here. I, I think it's rust. I do. I, which is, maybe <laughs> yeah. But like, because it looks it right now. And I, it got better in the, the, so I'm saying this for two reasons. One, it got better. Like they looked better against Tampa than they did against Philly. They did two yeah. at times. And this was especially true in the Philly game. It looked like five different skaters wearing the same color sweater, as opposed to, you know, five, or as opposed to a team, like it just still doesn't look, it just doesn't look right. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's, it's kind of disjointed is the best way to put it. So I think they're hoping that that's something that comes along. And like we said, or like I just said, it, I do think it got better as, as the series or as the, um, from game one to game two, but like, again, playing a risky game being like, well, this is going to be ramped up and ready to go by the time we get to the first round, especially if you're playing a team that's red hot, like Carolina. Yeah, well, and I said this to you yesterday. I think a lot of what their intent against the Lightning was on Wednesday was to impose their will physically. Like, I think that's what a good chunk of that game was. And they, I don't want to say didn't care about the result, but they were more interested in being like, no, like, we'll throw weight too. Like, I I felt that it was a little bit of a, a pissing contest, if you will in that regard where, okay, if they won, they won. Like they probably don't want to give up that Tyler Johnson goal with whatever it was, 87 seconds left. But I think they also showed that like they'll continue to play with edge and you know, that they can be that kind of team. I don't know if they'll do the same thing against the Capitals just because at this point, the Bruins like kind of need a win. Um, But at the same time, I, again, like I, that, that's what brings me back to this idea that's like, I don't think they care about the results all that much. And Tugarask put it pretty well and put it the way that I think a lot of us have, which is if you're going to win a championship, you have to be able to beat anybody, right? So it shouldn't matter if the Bruins are the first through fourth seed, right? Like if you're going to run into the Hurricanes at some point, you have to be able right. to beat them. Same thing goes for if it ends up being the Penguins, if it ends up being the Islanders, whoever it is, they have to be able to play well against them and beat them in a seven game series. And so at that point, these games for all intents and purposes, the only reward that the Bruins got for being the best team in the NHL was that they get tune up games. They get three tune up games to be like, well, here's what works. Here's what doesn't work. Uh, That's especially true too. that point when you're talking about reseeding after every round, like, cause now it's just like, it's like a blender and it might as well be, you know what I mean? Like there's no real science to it. Not that there really is, you know, I don't think you're like, well, you know, we got the one seed, so that's good when we get into the second round when we, you know, I don't think anybody's looking at it that way. But, again, it just kind of speaks to the it's more random than it's ever been. Home ice doesn't exist, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I wonder, too, if, like, they came out 
yesterday, thir- uh, Wednesday, and we're like, let's try to win this game, obviously. They fall down 2 nothing, go into the room and just say, let's just find it here. You know, who knows? You know, two, two, uh, a two-goal hole against a team like Tampa is pretty tough. Let's just go out there and try to play a little more physical, find something that we can build on, and maybe we get back into the game. And they did. Ultimately, it wasn't enough. But I wonder if they were just kind of like, that's where they're like, all right, the results don't matter here. Like we're we're kind of screwed. Like we're down two nothing in the second game. The, we can kiss the one seed goodbye. Let's go out there and put some stuff on tape that we can feel good about going into Sunday. I don't know. Uh, what's your level of concern overall? I don't want to do. I don't. Should we do it? Let's do it. Uh, one to ten is the uh, the scale is back. Ten, uh, you're making plans for uh, the middle of August because you won't be uh, dealing with the Bruins uh, or one. Uh, no problem. Stanley Cup still on. Uh, about a six. Okay. And and that's I kind of want to go closer to ten, and, and that's largely because like they have not looked that great. And also, this is just a weird postseason. Like this would be if the Bruins say the Bruins get the Hurricanes in the first round. Say the Bruins finish fourth, the Canadians beat the Penguins, Bruins get the Hurricanes. If the Hurricanes win in four games, five games, that would probably be somewhat forgivable for the Bruins, right, considering the circumstances. Like, just everything that is, you know, happening and how this season is returning, I think that it would be, you know, not necessarily acceptable, but a little bit more palatable than if it happened in a normal season. So, I don't know. I I think that if you're a Bruins fan, you probably should be a little bit concerned because they haven't looked good. And this is a postseason where weird stuff is going to happen. And the teams that are going to get hurt doing that are the good teams. Right. So it, it doesn't bode well for the Bruins in that regard. Now at the same time, and I, I tweeted this yesterday, like I'm skeptical of ripping them too much because you know, what's probably going to end up happening is they get the penguins in the first round. They beat them in four games. And then everyone's like, well, then we look like clowns. So I'm, I'm, I'm reticent to just pick on them too much, but right now I think you should have a healthy level of concern. Like, like what have you seen since they've gotten, including the exhibition game against Columbus, what have you seen so far that should inspire optimism? Like Rask Rask looked fine enough yesterday, right? Like most of those goals he couldn't really do anything about. It's like, so like that, that's the one thing you can take away. Like Rask has looked fine. Line. The fourth line's been fine. And Coyle, yeah. Coyle was pretty good in Philly where you're like, okay, I could see this being – it's like the same yeah. exact stuff it was last year, to be honest with you. Yeah. Like it feels like a carbon copy almost where it's like, oh, the fourth line is going to carry the offense. That's probably not sustainable. Yeah, um, yeah I'm at like a six as well. Um, because like everything is so random right now. You know, and everything is to your point. Like nobody, this is just a weird thing. So like, the level of concern should be there for every team because who knows? Uh, but I also think like, they're what three or four really good shifts early Sunday away from like racing all doubt. Where it's like, oh, they're up two nothing eight minutes into the game against Washington. I mean, granted, that's you know, they have no success against Washington, but right, that's... like, you know what I mean? They're like, if, a they, if they beat the Capitals, that actually should inspire a lot of confidence knowing how much trouble they there, have. There's not a team in the league on a given night. The Bruins couldn't beat like three or four to one. And if they do that on Sunday and it's like, Oh, okay. And they look good doing it. And like they score on the power play. The first line gets one. 
you know, and then whatever. Like, if you get anything out of the second line, it's gravy at this point. But, like, you know, you check some of those boxes, all of a sudden you're going to feel a lot better about it. And yeah. so, like, the other thing, too, is it's easy. Everything feels so fast right now. Everything feels, like, so urgent. And it's like you kind of forget, like, there's a seven-game series waiting for you. Like, right. you're not playing for your life every night. You're not even playing one of these five-game series. Like, everything will go back to, quote-unquote, normal in the first round. And so I think they can kind of lean on that as well. Sure. Um, and I try not to be too reactionary, but I do think yeah. how they play Sunday will end up altering or, or keeping the narrative as it is, depending on what happens. But, yeah, I mean, think about if Kasha plays Sunday and he looks fine. Right. Like, a, a lot of the conversation ends up changing. What happens if they do play well? against? And I thought there were a couple times the power play looked okay against uh, the Lightning. It, it, they still obviously have work to do, but, you know, I, I don't think that's a complete lost cause. But I don't know. If they if – they, end up playing well against Washington, that will probably go a very long way in at least changing some of the conversation surrounding them. Like if you finish one and two against the lightning flyers and capitals, you can probably live right. with that. Yeah. And I mean, cause like if you go one and two in a seven game series, you're not done. <laughs> like, right. right. You know, they, they went one and two against the Columbus blue jackets last right. year. Yeah. I think it's, round. yeah, it's, it's a very, we're in a weird, I mean, everything is weird in 2020, but like we're in this weird, hockey vortex right now where you know our I think we're putting too much stock probably into what we see and that's kind of the point because of what we're you know what this design is like it's just a weird playoff we've never seen this before so we don't really know how to react but yeah um once things get back a little back back to normal maybe you'll feel a little better they come out and get smoked on Sunday though all bets are that will be problematic (laughs) um so I don't know it's a interesting it's it's weird again because it's like i'm really looking forward to see what it looks like on sunday but at the same time if they just are like let's go through the motions and get to the first round i wouldn't be shocked or necessarily blame them either so yeah it's hard to to really clean too much so well and i don't know if this is shifting gears a little too much but with respect to sunday my theory is that assuming kasha is available what bruce cassidy should do is put DeBrus, Krejci, and Kasha together, put Richie, Coyle, and Bjork together, and ride it out for 60 minutes. As much as he likes to turn on the blender and shake things up in-game, he should tell those six guys, here's who you're playing with. This gives us the best chance to win if you guys figure everything out. Figure it out over the next 60 minutes in a game situation and resist the urge, regardless of how good or bad things get, to change things up. Because his penchant for that, I think, sometimes can become a bit of a, uh, I don't know, a, a bit of a problem. And he needs to just give these guys a minute together. And I, I get that his patience probably is running a little bit thin with DeBrusque and Krejci. But you've got to ride it out. And he, he doesn't really know what he has in Richie or Kasha. And so he needs to take this last chance before they get into the postseason because you can't be playing these games where you're switching up the middle six every single game during the playoffs. Like he didn't have to do that last year. The only thing that changed was the second line right wing, basically. Right. Like he would go back and forth between David Backus and Carson Kuhlman, but that third line with 
Heinen Coyle and Johansson stayed the same, and it was always Krejci and DeBrus. Like, he, he needs to live with that and basically try and force something to work, I think. Yeah, it's, uh, it is actually, it's, when you think about it, how difficult it must be for him or has been for him uh, to kind of find that, though. Like, because, you know, obviously, you know, a four month pause or whatever it was is less than ideal. And then you finally get back to work, and the two guys with whom you're least familiar are sick or not around or whatever they were. Um, so it's kind of, you know, I understand why he's kind of shaking it up because who knows where things are at right now. But yeah, you're right. Like it's at a certain point, you know, go with something and, and try to see if it sticks. Uh, yeah. And I and like, so I don't know how Sunday looks like, I don't know where they go from here. Uh, I like your idea. Um, but at the same time, you could say like, well, why not try to figure something else or, you know, why not be open to change when the game doesn't completely matter? And so like if, if, uh, if Philly, or excuse me, if Washington wins Thursday night tonight, the Bruins, that game Sunday means nothing, right? I'm pretty sure I could be, we could be wrong about that, but I'm pretty sure it doesn't mean anything. Well, cause Washington lost to the Tampa. Tampa in overtime or the shootout or whatever. Right, right, right. So they, they – yeah, so I think if Washington wins, Sunday means nothing, which, again, makes it even more who-knows situation because if the game means absolutely nothing, then, you know, who knows what you're getting. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I guess, I, you know, I like your idea. It might as well because I do think that's probably your best chance for long sustained long-term success is, you know, the lines, the way you laid them out. But it's also impossible to know – like this is Andre Kasha's first game action in five months almost. Like, yeah. so, you know, I get it's going to take some patience, I guess, because there's a good chance he comes out on Sunday and doesn't look like, you know, the player you thought you were getting, you know, and oh, it would yeah. be surprising, especially, especially if he was sick. Like, I don't know. Who knows? Like who knows where he's at physically? Yeah. What was it? Wednesday or Tuesday was the first time he skated with the full group. Right. That's insane. Like, that's, that's not good. And, I don't know, I'd be tight if I were Bruins ownership right now or Bruins management. Um, that that puts them in a tough spot. Who are you playing goal? Uh, Rask. Yeah. Oh, Rask for 60 minutes. I think they already played Halak more than they thought they would in the round-robin games. Like, I, I, my guess I this I think- is purely conjecture is I think prior to Sunday, Cassidy probably went into it thinking, Maybe one game he'll give Halak. Half. Yeah, I think Halak would have got a game. That's yeah. Yeah, but I think he's probably already played more than maybe they initially suspected. Sure. Okay. Um, what else is in the? I don't have a whole lot else about Sunday. It's hard to know without knowing what happens in the Washington game tonight. Um, but that is life in the podcast world. Uh, looking ahead, or is there anything else you want to talk about Sunday? Not I think really. we kind of touched on a lot of it in what we were talking about the first two games. Like, you just kind of want to see it look better, I think. Is... Yeah, and it'll be weird, too, if the Capitals end up – like, if their fate is sealed. That, right, that's what they, they sit a bunch of guys or whatever, it, it'll be interesting to see how the Bruins respond to that because then it makes a Maybe loss be... far more unacceptable, right? Well – but but then if there's a if they win it's kind of like well is there an asterisk? No, I don't think. See, I I almost if that if I'm them I'm almost hoping they win tonight and just mail it in on Sunday and you go beat the hell out of them on Sunday 
just to feel good. Like, completely ignore the fact that you're playing, you know, the scrubs, for lack of a better <laughs> term. You know what I mean? Go Just go – go do something that looks and feels good. Like that's, I think the most important. I, yeah. I mean, if it's secure, cause isn't Ilya Samsonov not available for I think so. the capital. So say they sit Holpe and you get their right. Hershey bears goalie. Like <laughs> you've got to start trying to run up the score. Yes. No, I, build yeah. some Sort of confidence. Right. Yeah. So um, looking way ahead. Cause I don't think we'll talk again. Well, I mean, we will talk, but formally on the <laughs> Nesson Bruins podcast, uh, maybe we will. I don't know. Uh, uh, what's the uh, what's the best first round matchup for them? What's the one that you'd be like, this is not good? And it, it feels like it can only be the Islanders, Hurricanes, or Penguins at this point, assuming the Bruins are the well, even the third seed. So. Right. I think their best situation is probably the Islanders. Um, I, if if I'm them, the way that they're playing, I don't want the Hurricanes. No, uh, and I've, the one I've thing never... with the hurricanes, the go one thing ahead. with the hurricanes is they'll go like ten days without playing, right? <laughs> or whatever it was. When did they finish that series? They Sunday? finished uh, Wednesday. They finished Wednesday. Yesterday, right? What the hell? No, really? Yes, they did. Yeah. No Tuesday. No, it was Tuesday. It was Tuesday. Tuesday night. So they'll yeah. go a week. It'll uh, seven or eight days. Excuse me. Yeah, but I mean, I'm. I've never been big on the Hurricanes purely because of the goaltending and now the fact that they don't have Dougie Hamilton. Um, but they that layoff. top – say that again? It's a long layoff. Yeah, but that top line is very good, especially yeah. of Tara Mine and Ajo line. Like, and they play with so much energy that, like, throw the result from last year at the Bruins – absolutely pounding them out the window. Like, I think the Hurricanes in this situation would give the Bruins a very good series. And the way the Bruins are playing right now, it's tough to look at it and say that, you know, Carolina wouldn't be the favorite or, you know, that Carolina would be a favorable matchup. I, I don't know. I, I, would, I, I think the Bruins would fare much better against the Islanders than they would in Carolina. And I think they could play Pittsburgh well. I, I'm skeptical skeptical about Pittsburgh because of the way they've looked against Montreal, but I don't know. The Carolina is definitely probably the, it, yeah, I'll say that with conviction. Carolina is definitely the worst situation for the Bruins right now. Yeah. It's hard to argue with any of that. I think New York, the Islanders would be a tough matchup assuming the Bruins don't figure some things out. Like, right. because I think, defensively the Islanders obviously are very good and I think the system is pretty good and if I think that could be a frustrating series that probably goes longer than it should but the Bruins have clear and decisive advantages at goalie uh at you know paper on paper talent uh up front so like you, if you lose that series, that's kind of a <laughs> – that's a tough loss. I'll say this, though. The Islanders look like a different team with J.G. Peugeot. Sure. He, like, he didn't have much time to get acclimated by the time the season paused, but he he has definitely elevated that team. And that's a guy that – I mean, the Bruins are familiar with him, yep. right? But he's somebody that I could see being a handful for the Bruins and being somebody that makes a, a level of difference in a – seven games series. I was going to say, he's like the exact kind of guy it seems like every team has that a little bit of a spark plug type of deal where it's like, oh, yeah, this they, you know, there's something intangible there about him 
Uh, yeah. is that, it's know, like that, what Coil gave the Bruins right. this year. Yeah, and that kind of thing tends to really get taken to another level during the playoffs. Um, yeah, I'm with you on all that. I guess like I, you know, Carolina seems like a bad matchup, but like, if I'm the Bruins, there shouldn't be a bad matchup. Like, you know, they want to, you know, they were the President's Trophy uh, winners. They had 100 points, uh, fake one seed. Like, there shouldn't be anybody that scares them necessarily, but there are going to be, you know, difficult matchups. So. Maybe they cross their fingers and hope they get the Leafs. That's still on the table, yeah. Right, if they finish third. Yeah, that's right. I should have mentioned that. Yeah. If they finish third in the aisles, blow it, which that's that's a lot to ask right now, but it's not completely impossible. Sure. Um, anything else? Is there anything you want to touch on across the league? I don't really – Well, mean. I mean, obviously I'm a clown for picking the Rangers. That was a tough look. Well, the Rangers are – And, oh, man, if the, if the Panthers got swept, yeah. that would have <laughs> been very tough for me. You're looking at seven games between your two darlings if uh, if if uh, uh, the Islanders finish off the Panthers. So yeah, that that was frustrating. But at at the same time, like there's only so much I can rip the Rangers for because I think a lot of their problems were with the coaching. Like, why did it take them so long to go to Shesterkin? Like, I, I get the whole Henrik Lundqvist great story. Played the Hurricanes well this year, but. He had no business being out there, especially, like, not all of the game one stuff was his fault. Like, there are some things where he basically just got hosed by his teammates. But, like, I don't know. And, and they needed more out of Panarin. And their defense, um, I don't know. It, and now I'm going through all this revisionist history where I should have been like, yeah, you know what? It, it was very silly of me to expect that defense to all of a sudden come around. You know, Tony D'Angelo is too obsessed with his podcast. And he's getting his ankles broken by Sebastian Ajo. Like, that was just a very uninspired series by the Hurricanes, or rather the Rangers. I uh, wonder if Dan Quinn is the guy who – I don't it's interesting. I'm just looking through. Let's see. Uh, Chicago. Uh, I was on that, by the way. I said yeah. if, they win, if they win game one, things get real weird. Uh, and a big overtime win last night, a game that I did not watch because it started at 1030 and then went into overtime uh arizona phoenix nobody cares about or arizona and phoenix arizona nashville uh islanders yeah the leafs blue jackets is an interesting one i guess i don't know um calgary winnipeg is a series that i'm going to probably go out of my way to watch the rest of yeah uh, because got off to an interesting start yeah some bad blood there so yeah this has been great um there's hockey on all day you know, I probably haven't invested nice. in it as, as much as I should, but it's just nice to have it on the background. It's almost – it's tough. You know, we got jobs to do. It's hard to, to – yeah. uh, it's weird. <laughs> it's like these games mean a lot, and I'm just sitting here, like, cranking away on the internet. But yeah. that's, that's that's life in uh, the sports media business. So, um, do you have anything else, Logan? No, I think that's it. All right. Uh, so, we'll be back again next week. Maybe – so, we went a little later this week. Maybe we'll come back a little earlier next week. Uh, to preview the first round series. Yeah, because they might end up having to play. I think they're going to play. I think they'll start Wednesday. Wednesday. Yeah. Yeah. They Cassidy mentioned it the other day, though. Tuesday is a possibility, which would be a, a tough break for them. But no, um, they've gotten like three days off between each game so far. So. Yeah, this one's weird. Like, yeah, they. I mean, they you aren't know, even. Like, some teams are playing back to backs, which is just absurd to me. Right. That they have uh, was Nashville, Arizona. I think had a back to back, and then uh, Florida, New York. 
Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, uh, what's today? The sixth? Today is the sixth. So the Canucks and Wild play at 2.30 today and then 10.45 tomorrow night. It's weird. Yeah. It's like the, it is like the NCAA tournament. It's nuts. It is. Um, I, forget, I had one more point to make, but I, who cares? Um, oh, yeah. The Bruins completely off today. So. Yeah, right. Not even you know, practicing. Right. So. All righty. That's it. Uh, that's Logan. I'm Mike. This is the Nesson Bruins Podcast, and we will return again next week at some point to further discuss the Bruins in the Stanley Cup playoffs. Uh, thank you for joining us. We'll see you again next week. Goodbye. Thank you.